0: Welcome to Some Coding Required, a podcast from Syngrid about all things open source. Today's Ask Me Anything is how much of my time should I dedicate to open source projects? I'd say a good approach would be to take a step back and kind of put together a program for your professional development. First, define what your goals are. Once you have your goals in mind, put together a system that you can follow in order to go towards those goals. And part of that system is going to be, hopefully, uh, one component of growth, continuing to learn. Then another component um, could be giving back. And in both of these cases, open source is a great tool to be able to do that. For example, if your goal is to learn, uh, say, Python, for example, check out some of the most popular Python repos, like, for example, the requests project. That's an awesome project to look at what a real, widely used open source uh, Python project looks like. Um, You can poke around, read the code, see if there's any issues you may be able to help with maybe even put in a PR then the the other way to look at it is maybe there's certain tools you love uh, maybe even it's the same tool the request project for example and you want to help enhance that project so uh, you go ahead and you actually make some PRs or you comment on issues or you create some issues yourself the important thing is to schedule some time to dedicate to open source projects even if that's you know, one hour a day to one hour a month. Um, my recommendation would be to be consistent, whichever option that you choose. This week in open source, I want to highlight Gatsby Js. This project allows you to build modern, beautiful, secure websites with React on the front end, and Webpack, and modern JavaScript, and CSS. But the cool thing, in my opinion, is its ability to grab data from many different sources. For example, from a headless CMS, SaaS services, APIs, databases, even your file system, or uh, just using GraphQL. It's really cool the way you're able just to mix and match all of your data into an awesome uh, modern front end. And What they do is they focus on the Aula optimization so that you have a static progressive web app that is super fast, uh, future-proof, and able to host on any kind of static web host like Amazon S3, Net in the Fly, uh, GitHub Pages, and on. It's really cool, and it uh, has a special place in my heart here at Syngrid because we just released a new knowledge center, our awesome documentation team, Kaylin Sigler and Carly Carly Vanderwert. They um, just released this. If you go to docs.syngrid.com, you can check it out and see how fast and amazing it is. It's a really cool open source project. I hope that um, you spend some time checking it out, um, using it, and hopefully you'll, you'll take some time to contribute. For today's deep dive open source topic, we're going to generally talk about open source with a couple of companies that were at OZCON 2018. I had the great fortune to be able to give a talk there, and during my time there, I interviewed a couple of people and asked them a few questions. In particular, I asked what was their favorite open source project, how has open source impacted your personal life, and any advice for future contributors and maintainers. And for these interviews, I was able to talk with Jacob DePriest, who is a developer and open source evangelist for the NSA, and also Jared Santo, who's the manager edit, managing editor for the ChangeLog podcast. Both of them had great insights, and I think you're going to enjoy what they have to say. I've included in the show notes some links to some of the things that they talked about, as well as um, some other items from the podcast that I think would be useful to you. So, um Go ahead and enjoy, and let me know what you think. I really appreciate your time, and I will be talking to all of you soon. Hello, welcome back to Some Coding Required. We're here live at OSCON 2018. This is Elmer Thomas, your friendly developer experience engineer, here with Jacob DePriest.
1: Hi, I'm Jacob. I work at the National Security Agency. And I've spent the last year kind of as a developer and open source evangelist uh, trying to uh, broaden NSA's uh, presence and and ability to contribute to the open source space.
0: Excellent. Um, So what's your favorite open source project?
1: I'm going to be a little biased here and pick one of our projects on our uh, GitHub page, code.nsa.gov. I was pretty involved in the Red Hawk program. I uh, led that and open-sourced that uh, back in 2013. It's a software-defined radio project. It's got uh, some cool um, Eclipse-based tools and developer SDKs with it as well. So I'm going to pick that one.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Um, how has open-source impacted your personal life?
1: Um, it's been, I've been involved and in, around open-source for a really long time. Uh, from a personal perspective, I've been using Linux and open-source since high school. I've uh, been coding since then. And professionally, uh, I've really gravitated towards um, trying to help those that I work with and uh, engage more and be more open and contribute more to the open source community when we can. And be in it from a personal perspective, too, on projects at home on the weekend and things like that. So it's really uh, just a really big part of my sort of technical growth.
0: Awesome. Do you have any advice for future contributors or maintainers?
1: For contributors who want to get out there and open source, I'd say just roll up your sleeves and jump in. Uh, Pick a project that you care about that's interesting and uh, submit uh, a contribution. And then for maintainers, I would say um, get educated. A little bit of reading goes a long way in terms of understanding licenses and how to accept contributions and how to structure a project to uh, get better community collaboration. And so um, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Definitely encourage people to go read.
0: Thank you. We appreciate your time.
2: Hi, my name is Jared Santo, I'm with Changelog Media, and I'm the Managing Editor. Thank
0: you for joining us, I'm a big fan of the Changelog, been listening for several years as I commute back and forth, Um, lots of great stuff. Very happy to have you here. I'd like to share a few things with
2: our open source audience. Uh, Firstly, what's your favorite open source project? It's hard to name just one, as there are many open source projects that I love and rely upon. Uh, But if I had to pick, it would be Ruby on Rails. Just a great platform, even to this day, that really took the world by storm back in 05, 06, and uh, well, I've built a career around it, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely th- my favorite.
0: Excellent, thank you.
2: How has open source impacted your life personally? Kind of going back to the last question, I've, I've built a career around open source. I've been, I cut my teeth on Unix terminals and Vim, uh, in college learning Perl and Ruby, and have been able to turn that into a software development career uh, with ChangeLog. We've been tracking open source since 2009, been able to build a media company around it, and uh, I would say it's impacted me in many ways, all, all for the good.
0: Excellent. Thank you. And finally, do you have any advice for
2: future open source contributors or maintainers? Yeah, so I guess I would have different advice for each. Um, for contributors, my advice would be, Uh, to kinda take the dive and get involved and to take baby steps. So a lot of times it's intimidating and it's difficult to contribute, especially to technical projects, but there are lots of ways to help out uh, in things that don't require you to necessarily be expert in the code or software. Uh, Documentation's a great way. Uh, Bug reporting, and then as you advance, bug uh, fixing is another great way to kind of dip your toe in the water. And there's also non-code projects. So for instance, for Changelog we have all of our transcripts are written in Markdown, open source on the web, on GitHub. You can contribute to them there using the GitHub pull request uh, style. And as we merge them in, they are updated live on our website. So you're kind of helping out the community of people who listen and read to uh, listen and read transcripts of our shows. And you're getting involved in open source without having to necessarily be all in. Uh, for maintainers, I would just say <laughs> thank you for your work. Uh, continue to hang in there have balance, you know, find a ways to not burn out because it's difficult to maintain over time and really try to build a community around what you're doing because that's where really the enjoyment comes from.
0: Thank you so much. And everybody out there, check out the Changelog podcast. It is most excellent. And thank you, Jared, for joining us. Thank you. We have some exciting announcements about the DX Automator. We had two excellent DX interns work on the project over the summer. They both come from UC Irvine. We have Anshul and James. And together they made some contributions that you can find on the development branch. Um, You can go to the show notes to get direct links. But just in general, um, Anshul created a... um, means to write to a, or read and write to a backlog, and also re architected the um, original automator that we're using, which is a monolith that runs on Heroku, so that it can be deployed as microservices. And now there is a, a consumer for GitHub webhooks that writes to a Kinesis stream, which then um, communicates with a uh, service that grabs the data out of the stream and appropriately puts it in the right place in the database, which we're using Aurora DB for that. Um, It's a really cool project uh, for anyone that's maintaining um, open source projects, uh, especially more than one. I encourage you to check it out. James added um, a connector to a service called Looker, which you may not be familiar with. It's a service that allows you to make really nice uh, dashboards and Make sense of your data, and it's something that we use internally, and we we uh, really enjoy it. But with the automator, what we wanted to be able to do is extract data from that um, via API, so that we could use it to help prioritize the items in our backlog. And Anshul also contributed a React front end um, that's also very modular, in that you can use whatever front end you want, but this is a very good um, place to start where it will. Um, help calculate the, uh, well, there's actually a different service that helps calculate the um, prioritization of the items in your backlog. And then his React front end displays that for you to to answer the golden question of what should I be working on next? Um, More detail about the DX Automator is at the Automator itself, but I just wanted to call out quickly in this podcast, that there's been some major progress on that project. So if you haven't taken a look in a while, I encourage you to go check it out and um, see what you think. Uh, And by the way, um, the code is is, uh, deployable locally uh, using Docker, so you can actually try it out and make some real API calls and get some data and start playing with it. So I hope you enjoy. This episode is brought to you by our Knowledge Center. It's a brand new rewrite of our documentation. You can find it at docs.singrid.com. It's still open source. It's using the fancy new kid technology with Gatsby.js. Um, I think you'd really enjoy um, digging around the source code. And um, if you are a Singrid customer, it is now your best bet for figuring out how to take most advantage of your Singrid account. Uh, and it's beautiful. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, And if you want to send us any questions um, and speak to us uh, further beyond the podcast, please send those to somecodingrequired at com, or you can hit us up on Twitter as hashtag somecodingrequired. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and happy hacking.